Well, on the weekend of October 25th through the 27th this year, 2013, there's a brand new horror film festival that's hitting Austin, Texas, the Housecore Horror Film Festival. And right now I'm honored to be joined by one of the founders of the festival. And you've probably heard of this guy before, Mr. Corey Mitchell. Corey, thanks for joining me what? today. Corey, how are you? I'm well, Corey. Oh, this is, uh, you know, like we said, I hope it's not too confusing here going back and forth and Corey to Corey, but... Uh, Kindred spirits, man. Our, yes. 40, 47 years ago, my name was very unusual. Now it's pretty commonplace, but uh, it's good to be talking to another Corey. Yes, yes, indeed. And thank you for your time today. Um, of course, uh, just to give a little background about you, I said, uh, you know, a lot of people listening right now uh, do know you by name. They've probably read your stuff from Bloody Disgusting. Of course, you're uh, what the Horror Film Festival blogger um, over there for that uh, great, great organization. Uh, you've written for Metal Sucks as well. And uh, so um, you kind of you got your feet both in uh, metal music and horror. And, uh, of course, conventions are, are sort of your specialty. Now, uh, what is it, you know, before we get into housecore, you know, just a little background on you. Um, as far as, you know, metal and horror, those things, they kind of go hand in hand. And it's, it's sort Absolutely. of interesting. Yeah, it's like we say, you know, murder and music are not, and metal music are not that far removed from one another at all. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, actually, my career is I am a true crime author. I've actually written seven books, and I just completed my eighth book. And uh, the work, I, I no longer work for Bloody Disgusting. I did for about three years, but I'm, now that I'm actually running the festival, I uh, kind of want to uh, remove myself from any conflict of interest uh, as yeah. far as uh, you know, putting my opinions out there on films, since now I'm picking those films. Uh, but that was just recently, though, so you would not have known that. And then, uh, yeah, and then I've been... I, uh, an occasional blogger for Metal Sucks for the last five years, and they are pretty much the uh, number one opinion metal site in the world. Uh, so, yeah, I was writing for pretty much the biggest horror site and then the biggest metal site simultaneously. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's just there's there's such a crossover of fans uh, in these two worlds. Uh, most metalheads dig horror films and vice versa. Not everybody, of course. Uh, and we're trying to change that. We're trying to get them all on board. Uh, but just you know the, the the independent nature the the not giving and can we curse on your show? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so not giving a fuck about normal conventions uh, that horror is all about that metal is all is about and uh, really the taking risk, taking chances with uh, with normality and twisting it around uh, whether that's through loud guitars or if that's through some amazing special effects. Uh, there's just so much intensity uh, in both genres that it's uh, it just it made perfect sense to bring these two things together mm -hmm. and then turn around and give it to the people. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what you're doing with the Housecore Horror Film Festival. Um, and it's sort of interesting how this came into existence uh, because, of course, you're a co-founder. Uh, the other founder of, uh, of the festival is the legendary Pantera, uh, ex-Pantera frontman, uh, current down frontman, uh, uh, you know, is, is alongside doing a lot of other stuff, actually. He's a very busy man, but uh, Philip Anselmo. And um, so this happened kind of by way of your writing and sort of your, your fellow, um, your mutual love for horror. So um, tell everyone sort of how this, how this came about. Sure, absolutely. Uh, I've been lucky enough to have uh, been picked by Philip 
to work with him on his autobiography, and uh, you know, which is fantastic. Like I said, I've had seven books out, but I needed a change. I needed a break from writing about true crime cases all the time. And being a lifelong metalhead, I mean, hell, I was a Pantera fan before Philip was actually in Pantera, oh, wow. uh, which blows his mind, and he loves that also. And uh, so I've, you know, I've been a Pantera lifer for 27 years now. And, uh, you know, to be able to, to work with him on his story, to tell his side of the story of what happened, uh, to, you know, go on beyond what Pantera's all about and really delve into, you know, Philip's side projects and his, his other loves. And, you know, his, his, as he says, I'm a simple man. I like good music. I like football. I like boxing and I like horror. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we've got two of those four things covered here at the, uh, House Court Film Fest. And, Really, that just came about from you know, me uh, going out. Once we decided to work on his autobiography together, uh, I was invited out to his house out in the backwoods of Louisiana. And uh, it's just amazing when I got there. I felt like I walked into a, you know, a true haunted house uh, location. And you know, he's got these fake alligator props that are on the, on the property and skeletons hanging from the rafters of his home, and that's just on the outside. Then when you get inside, it's like, oh, my God, man, everything. It's a horror fan's wet dream. Uh, every every inch of his house is covered in either horror collectibles, uh, these killer posters, a lot of them that are from overseas when he was on tour that he would collect. Uh, and then when you go into his rooms, they're covered, and I, I say this all the time, but they're literally covered wall-to-wall, floor-to-ceiling, and old-school VHS clamshell cassette, you know, cassette tapes and holders in their, in their clamshell cases. And the dude has watched every single one of those films at least once. Wow. <laughs> it just blows my mind. And I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm an old-school horror guy. I'm actually a couple of years older than Philip. You know, my first horror movie I saw when I was five years old at the drive-in theater was Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. Oh, nice. While my parents were watching in the car in the station wagon, I was supposed to be asleep in the back, and I'm sitting there looking up at the back seat, you know, watching this film, just completely blown away. So I thought I was a hardcore horror fanatic, just with my long, long years of watching horror films. And, uh, oh, dude, it was amazing, man. Phillips was just like, oh, dude, you've got to see this. You've got to, you know, he would know exactly you know, if you named one film, he'd be like, oh, it's right here, boom. And it wasn't alphabetized or anything. It was just he knew where everything was. And then, of course, he wanted to show me everything that I I hadn't seen yet. So he'd be like, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Oh, my gosh. He'd punch me in the shoulder. Come on, man. We're going to go watch this. So, you know, usually we get up in the morning, maybe do a little exercising, then we work on the book all day. And then we'd probably spend two to three movies worth at night. You know, we would sit there and watch horror films. And he always made sure it was a film I hadn't seen yet. And so, you know, it's just like, this is heaven for a guy like me. I'm, you know, a huge metalhead, a horror fanatic for life. And to be able to sit there with somebody else who's just as passionate about it as I am, if not more so, uh, to be sitting here watching and talking about what we're seeing. And uh, really, the first one he pulled out was House of the Lapping Windows. And I hadn't seen it. And it blew me away. I loved it, you know. And uh, just... That's kind of his thing. He's probably anywhere from like 1940s to early 1970s, usually Italian, maybe some German horror films. Uh, that's kind of his love, his specialty. And he's seen it all and loves it all, but he really digs those, you know, that era of filmmaking. 
And so it was great to be exposed that I was more of a 70s kind of guy, Cronenberg, Romero, Carpenter, uh, you know, getting like the Sentinel and Rabbit and Videodrome and the show, you know, you know, just that whole era of horror. And so it was really nice to step back a little bit earlier and watch the stuff that he was really into. I'd seen a lot of those, but it just wasn't quite as into it as he was. And so, uh, you know, so their mutual friendship started over metal books, true crime, and horror. And from that point, we just uh, talked about, you know, I brought it up. I'm like, dude, have you ever thought about doing a horror film festival? Just, you know, you going out and showing some films that you dig, maybe bringing in a couple of bands and, we're like, yeah, that's a great idea. We'll make it this small, little intimate in, in setting, and it'll just be Phil's little party. You know, just be like 100 people there. No big deal. Well, you know, we thought, we, ah, great idea. And then we shelved it for about two years as we were continuing working on the book. And then 2011 came around, and towards the end of the year, I'm like, Phil, remember when we talked about the film festival? We need to do that, man. And he's like, fuck yeah, you're right. So we just started putting it together you know, about a year and a half ago. And uh, officially le- leaked the word out. I was a panel. I was actually a moderator uh, at the South by Southwest Music Festival in Austin in March of 2012. And uh, I think what was the? I was doing like artwork in metal on metal metal album covers that had Clown from Slipknot and, and Slipknot and Mike Nine from uh, I Hate God and Orion Landau, the uh, in-house Relapse Records art uh, director. You know, talking about horror film, or you know, talking about album covers and you know, great album covers and bad ones and so forth. And then at the very end of that panel, I said, "Oh yeah, by the way, uh, Philip Anselmo and I are bringing a horror film festival to Austin in a year and a half." That's all I said. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just so happened that uh, a guy by the name of Richard Whitaker, who's a great journalist for the Austin Chronicle, was there. He he'd been there the year before. When I did a, I moderated a panel at South by Southwest for the film portion for true crime films. And I'd actually brought Philip in with me because he'd worked on the Manson family and, uh, you know, the Jim Van Devers film and had done music for it and helped finance the completion of the film and everything. Mm-hmm. And so Richard had seen us last, the year before and liked it. And then, you know, once he saw me again, he came out to see me again. And then when I dropped that little tidbit, he picked up on it. He was the first one to pick up on it. He threw it out there, and then Blabbermouth picked it up, and then all the metal sites picked it up. And uh, we've been going ever since. And uh, so since it got leaked out, uh, it just expanded and has grown. So many people have wanted to get involved in this thing. And uh, now that, you know, that which was once a small, intimate affair is now... Uh, a, a huge, actually a four day. We just added a four day at the beginning on the twenty fourth. Oh wow! Uh, it's mainly a, it's mainly a badge pickup party, so people can get there early, and but they'll still see six bands of national quality, and then uh, there might be a surprise screening later that night too. Uh, but the but the the majority of it is Friday through Sunday, the twenty fifth to the twenty seventh of October. Um, so yeah, this little tiny, like I said, this little tiny intimate affair has become this. Uh, People are talking about it around the world. I mean, we literally have people flying in from Singapore and New Zealand and Australia to be a part of this thing. So it's it's pretty pretty incredible. 
Yeah, I've uh, you know been following this pretty closely now. It, it seems like uh, it's been a while since I've heard about it, and it's picking up. And there have been you know things added on, added on, added on. Especially um, you know looking at the bands. You know, originally you know it was, it was going to be down. It was going to be I Hate God, Crowbar. Um, uh, you know, basically, you know, a lot of housecore uh, records bands and things like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, since then, even just recently, I saw uh, bands like Guar were added on. Like, oh my God, Guar! You know, in, in this venue too, it's just amazing in and of itself. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, you know, they, once we decided, okay, this is going to be a bigger deal. Uh, you know, we knew uh, since last summer that we were going to go out and get some badass bands and. Uh, you know, it's all about getting people excited about what you're doing. And so, of course, back in February, when we announced Down, Crowbar, I Hate God, uh, War Beast, mm-hmm. and uh, Philip's solo project. You know, this will be Philip's first uh, gig in Texas with his new solo project. Uh, nice. Got a new album coming out next month, July 16th. And so, um, you know, those are the only five bands we've released. Then. And then we're like, all right, we've got all these other bands. We're, you know, taking care of paperwork and making sure everything works within the budget, make everybody happy on everything. And we'll let everybody else know about it soon, but not right away. And, uh, yeah, so July, I'm sorry, June 7th is when we made the, uh, the full band announcement. And I believe we're at 34 bands uh, wow. total. And it's, yeah. We've got uh, Gore, like you said, Gore, uh, Goat Horror. We've got Goblin doing two nights, uh, including a score, doing a live score of Suspiria. That's legendary, right? I could not believe that that somehow was happening. That... Yeah, man. That's, you know, <laughs> oh my God. When, we, you know, when we secured that with Maurizio Guarini from Goblin and, uh, and Claudio Simonetti, you know, we were just, ecstatic. I mean, Phil's like, I don't care what else happens, this is awesome. <laughs> As a matter of fact, what's funny is that, you know, even though this is Philip's party, and he'll be doing Down on Friday night, and then doing Philip and Summer on the Illegals on Sunday night, he's not even closing the show down as, as him, you know, the solo guy, because he wants to watch Goblin Lives Courses, period. So it'll actually be the second, you know, the last Second to last musical act will be Philip H. Anselmo and the Illegals, followed by Goblin live scoring Suspiria, because that way he can go, towel off, grab a chair, and, and watch the event. Wow. <laughs> so that right there, that just shows you what a what a true fan of horror he is. And, uh, of course, you know, we're, we're all big fans of Goblin and have been since, you know, since, obviously, Suspiria, Deep Red, Tenebrae, you know, you could just go down the list. Oh, yeah. You know, soundtrack, everything. So, um, yeah, so we've got those guys. Um, geez, man, we've got Take Destroyer, Suffocation. Uh, we're bringing in the uh, the Thrash Legends Repulsion from California. Nice. Uh, I mean, you could just go down the, you know, each night. There's not a single, you know, slow spot. We're also bringing in a lot of uh, newer bands that really do appeal to both metal and horror. Like, I'm a big fan of a band called Bloody Hammers. Oh, yeah, They're, yeah. Yeah, from North Carolina, they're kind of a you know Sabbathy, Danzigy type uh, horror themes. Um, just really cool, great vocals. And then, um, oh, God, man, what other bands we've? And they were also spotlighting a lot of awesome bands too. We wanted to make sure that you know people knew that you know in addition to these killer national and international bands, that there are some badass bands in Austin, Texas, like Ancient Wisdom, who signed the Prosthetic, uh, the old industrial band Screw. 
is going to go down the bill. There's some younger bands like Death Will Tremble, uh, Head Crusher, uh, just, you know, some really solid bands uh, from all levels, too, man. And, uh, hell, we're even bringing in uh, Ari Lehman. He played the first uh, Jason in the Friday the 13th film. Oh, he's in a, is and, a, uh, he does uh, the band, the first Jason, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah his band, first Jason, will be there, man. And, yeah. and that's part of the fun, you know. It's like, he's extremely talented as a musician. You know, it's not it's yeah. not total metal. It's it's kind of a cross between Stevie Ray Vaughan and metal and all reggae yeah, and yeah. that. But you know, but we're gonna do a uh, Bloody Mary uh, breakfast screening Saturday morning. That uh, it's gonna be Friday the thirteenth with Ari introducing the film and then doing a Q and A. And then as soon as he's done, he's gonna play a set. Wow. So that's just that's just fun, man. You know, that's that's a lot of fun for everybody to get to see these guys up front, you know, up, up close and personal too. So. Yeah. But yes, there will be lots and lots to do. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. And that's really cool. You know, you're talking about bringing in younger bands and more local bands and stuff. And that's something that has always, I think, been really important to Philip. He's, you know, he's always had a heart to help bring up new talent, you know, and he's doing, of course, you know, on, on Housecore Records as well. And um, but that's just really cool that he's he's making, uh, you know, time available uh, to get exposure that's alongside cool. these huge international acts. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're putting, you know, Ancient Wisdom up on the main stage, and that's a 1,600 capacity club, mm. so um, absolutely, man. And even the uh, smaller stage is over at Anton's, the legendary blues club, uh, which holds 700 people. So, and, you know, we, we've already sold a ton of badges, and so all these bands are already assured of playing in front of a shitload of people <laughs> mm. already, yeah. uh, which is great, man. We're excited about that. And, and yeah, absolutely. You know, what's cool, too, is Philip, as far as, you know, being having his ear to the underground is that with the films, it's just the same mentality. You know, we've, right. we're bringing in a lot of new talent that people have not heard of also. You know, of course, we'll have films that have played film festivals at Sundance and South by Southwest, you know, some key horror films. But, you know, but, you know we really wanted to make sure that we got some great film submissions from uh, from young indie filmmakers. And it's amazing, man. I mean, it's some of the quality of films that we've received are just phenomenal, and we're so excited to, to show them. Can't announce them just yet. We're going to be making an announcement pretty soon uh, on, you know, starting, we're going to start leaking out the film stuff now that we've done the, the music stuff. And, uh, but we just, I, you know, I'm so excited to start telling you about you know, these guys. I mean, you know, we've got people from, let's see, I, I, I'm actually putting my acceptance list together to start letting everybody know that they've been accepted. And let's see, looking at Canada, Sweden, Denmark, the USA, Iceland, Singapore, France, Germany, Australia, uh, New Zealand. Uh, so Spain, you know, there, there's definitely an international field to it. And, but it doesn't matter. It's just if it's kick-ass filmmaking, that's all that matters. You know, it doesn't have to be expensive. It could be shot on it. You know, I, you know, could be shot on an iPhone. Uh, as long as it's a cool story, that's all we care about. And it's uh, really, really pleasantly surprised, excuse me, and amazed at the uh, quality of work that has been submitted to us. Um, and then, of course, I'll be going out and curating, uh, I've been, and I've already been doing this, curating a lot of films from the festivals and you know a, a few from the distributors. Uh, you know, for some, maybe there might be a couple of surprise you know horror films that a little more mainstream that you know some but not a lot you know maybe just one or two but because mm. we really are trying to focus on just really great stories really great characters uh, young talent and then of course we've got old talent too I mean we're bringing in Coffin Joe 
Yes, uh, that's awesome. Bringing in, you know, George, George Lucas for the Necromantic films. Hmm. Uh, so we're definitely, and then uh, we're working with uh, Grindhouse Releasing to bring in, uh, I think it's about 10 uh, Grindhouse classics like uh, Lucio Fulci's The Beyond and Cat in the Brain, uh, bringing in Cannibal Holocaust and Cannibal Ferox, wow. uh, the original Evil Dead uh, on 35 millimeter print, uh, Pieces, Maniac. Um, zombie. Uh, so really, you know, and that again, it's kind of that whole concept that is festival is that okay, you might be coming to this thing because you want to go see Goat Horror or you want to see I Hate God, but you might go, hey man, I want to go check out and call him Joe, you know, one of his flicks. I've never heard of the guy. I wonder what this is all about. And then you walk out of your interest and your mind's blown mm-hmm. by what you've seen. And then all of a sudden, we just turned you on to a filmmaker you never probably would have done, you know, sought out on your own. And uh, that's what we really want to have that ability for everybody to you know, have choices throughout the whole weekend. And it really would be, leave kind of uh, almost angry because you didn't get to see everything you wanted to see. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say, man. There is so much packed into, you know, even even four days that, yeah. uh, I mean, there's obviously no way that any one person is going to be able to see all the bands and screen all the films and, and everything. Right. And you do have to make a choice. You know, do I go see... Goat horror, or do I go see you know zombie or something like that? And exactly. uh, you know, it's just a it, it's a trade off. But um, you know, I'd encourage a lot of people. You know, if if you're not quite sure, if you you know if you're not quite a horror fan, you know, maybe uh, take an effort to see some of these films you haven't seen before. Because I'm looking, um, you know, a lot of the ones you mentioned, and even even ones like Pieces, um, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, things like that. Um, you know these classic, classic films that people might yeah. might not otherwise see. You know, let alone on the big screen. Um, exactly. You know, that's exactly. a that's a, a huge point there because uh, you know I've seen I've seen pretty much all of these, um, but very few of them have I seen. You know, up you know on uh, any sort of like thirty five millimeter or stuff like that. You know, the best well, I've seen you know, is maybe not, a Blu ray. Yeah, and not only that too, but it, you know, that communal experience. Uh, you know, we're all so used to being able to get something on Blu-ray or DVD or watching it online or on Netflix, and it's great that you get access to that, but there's something about, just like being at a metal gig, you know, there's something about going to a movie, with, and especially when it's everybody in there is into horror films, you know, and watching it with everybody else and having that communal experience of having this shit scared out of you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's just phenomenal it's beyond words and uh, i think it'll just make the people there you know that much closer to the to the other horror fans that are sharing that experience with them and uh yeah you know you're talking about the cabinet of dr caligari is that you know we're actually uh bringing in uh attila cr from mayhem uh oh, wow. actually, you know he's actually going to be doing a his own live uh, audio score just using uh, natural sounds and some uh, like vocal, you know, weird vocal stylings and just nightmarish yeah. sounds to actually score the silent film. So, uh, you know, so we're and, and we're we're probably going to put that in the big in the big venue with sixteen hundred people in it too. So, um, you know, we're just excited as beyond all all words for that one too. Just like the Goblin one. Yeah just going to be a blast. Wow. Yeah. And this is, I mean, you, you, you're not going to be able to see this anywhere else likely, you know, and it's just, uh, a lot of these are sort of once in a lifetime experiences and, uh, which makes yeah. it so unique. It's, uh, absolutely. Well, and you know, I know for a fact that the goblin live scoring Suspiria is a North American 
premiere, and it'll actually only be the third or fourth time that they've ever done it. Hmm. They did it last year in New Zealand, and then I believe that they're doing it twice this summer over in Europe. Uh, but this will be the first time over here across the pond uh, that they'll be performing that. So I'm uh, just yeah blown away by that. But that's you know, and that's going to be our closing event for the uh, for the whole thing too. So hmm. I'm sure by then everybody will just be like completely ready to just kick back and watch them do their magic. So yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Something else really exciting I've been reading about uh, on the website um, is uh, the the profane exhibit. Um, yeah. which is going to be premiered there. Tell everyone about that and uh, sort of uh, what's what's involved in that. It's a horror anthology that's been in the works and it's going to be making its debut at Housecore. Yeah, it's, you know, there's been a kind of a proliferation lately of quality anthology horror films from, you know, the ABCs of Death to Theater Bazaar to, of course, the VHS series. And uh, this is just... Uh, Again, it's a cool throwback to the old days of, of badass horror anthologies, uh, but the people involved in it are just ridiculous. I mean, you've got Ruggiero Diodato, who did, of course, Camel Holocaust, and then you had Richard Stanley, who made one of my favorite films of all time in hardware, and Dust Devil, uh, which I just, I don't know if you ever saw Dust Devil, but oh, yeah. Off, like, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it, it, it basically, it's several, you know, it's, uh, there's a typical setup of a wraparound story about people in a, uh, basically rich people in a uh, Paris nightclub telling stories of uh, devious things that they've been encountered in. And then each of the 13 stories are, you know, those tales that they're being told. And, uh, you know, Tony Todd from Candyman is in the wraparound segment. I'll uh, be one of the key people, you know, uh, can, you know pushing the story along. Uh, but then each of these segments are directed pretty much by somebody pretty well known in the world of you know, underground horror, uh, and then also it's uh, musically scored by a lot of people in the world of metal and industrial too. So you got like Chris Renna from Nine Inch Nails, nice. and I'm trying to remember who all is working with who, but I think he might be working with Ryan Nicholson. Uh, you've got Rigero Diodato. I'm pulling this up now because the list is so long; it's just insane. Uh, let's see who we have here. It's uh, you know Ray Garden. The famous horror author mm-hmm. does a wraparound. You got Rigero Diodato. Uh, his segment is called The Bridge. Uh, Michael Todd Schneider has got a segment called Mana. And uh, of course, he did all the August Underground, the, you know, the disgusting toe tag <laughs> picture stuff. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's actually a really great segment that he's created. Uh, let's see, you've got uh, Andre Iskanov again, Philosophy of a Knife, which if you've ever seen that one, uh, just a total mind blower. You know, Kevin Key from Skinny Puppies working with Ryan Nicholson on a segment. Uh, did you ever see Cannibal with Marion Dora? No. Uh, the 2006, no. based on the, uh, the German, the German guy who basically had a, put an ad in the paper that he wanted to eat somebody. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I, okay. Yeah. I was reading about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Marion, Marion Dora's movie on that's called Cannibal. It came out in 2006. It is mind blowing, man. I mean, it is the most brutal. A difficult thing to watch, and uh, so yeah, he's and he's working with the guy from Mayhem, and we've got Maurizio Guarini again from Goblin, or uh, doing sound or doing uh, scores. Uh, Coffin Joe has a segment, so you know, we'll have, we're bringing in Coffin Joe, of course, and then we're bringing in Ryan Nicholson, and then Maurizio will be there, and uh, Chris Brenna from Nine Inch Nails is going to be there, so they'll all be introducing the films, uh, discussing the films, and uh, it was brought to me by this. Uh, 
crazy producer guy. He's just awesome, named David Bond. And David, it was his idea. He put all this together. Uh, he really helped uh, coordinate getting all these guys in to come in. He's the one who helped connect me with Goblin and uh, to get those guys in. So we're, you know, I was extremely grateful for, for his involvement on everything. Uh, who else? Uve Bol, uh-huh. uh, Nacho Vigalando. Um, you know, just the, the list is crazy, man. So, yes, yeah, so we are actually be the, uh, the world premiere will be in Toronto the month before, and we are doing the U.S. premiere uh, at Housecore in October. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, that's uh, going to be a thing to behold there. And, uh, man. It's a sick flick, man. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> it's really great. I, you know, I'm a big fan of a Serbian film. And, oh, uh, wow, it, really? That's a... a lot of people hate that film, and uh, it, it just blows my mind. <laughs> so, you know, they're definitely, it's, uh, I, I foresee some love and hate for the profane exhibit, but I have a feeling there'll be more love than Serbian films. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, that uh, certainly has been a film to divide people. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Which is great, man. That's, you know, look at, look at Necromantic, although you bought your boot, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people hate the necromantic films, and then on the other side, the people are just like, "Oh, this is the greatest thing ever." And uh, you don't see you anybody know, saying, eh, "Necromantic was okay," you know? Yeah, exactly. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no meh about it at all. Uh, it's all holy shit. So, <laughs> yeah. and, and that's kind of you know, it's and we're not just trying to provoke reactions out of people, but you know, we want them to see that there are. Some things that are just probably shouldn't be meant to be seen. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good art. I mean, to me, that's that's good art. You know, something that really polarizes people and takes them to either love it or hate it. Um, Absolutely. You know, and doesn't leave them lukewarm and just sort of uh, yeah, apathetic yeah. about it, you know. If you want your popcorn flake, you can go down to the local multiplex and check out the latest Hollywood version of horror and uh, forget about it as soon as you get home. So uh, I don't think that'll be happening with the house board fans today. Oh, that's right. That's right. You go to the Housecore Film Festival, and you will not not come back uh, feeling just sort of sort of lukewarm about anything. Uh. No, no. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely going to be a wild and and fun and visceral experience. You know, there's a ton of sideshow things that we haven't even talked about too that we're going to be putting on, and uh, oh, cool. you know, really just trying to create an entire experience for people. Uh, for that, yeah, to where you have choices throughout the weekend. You're probably going to be, you know, ticked off that you're not going to be able to do everything that you want to do. But, but you know, we want to bring an alternative choice. Uh, Austin is known <clears throat> at Halloween. It's really only known for uh, people going down to Sixth Street, which is the main party gathering location in town, uh, a lot of live music there, and people dress up in Halloween costumes and walk around drunk. And that's pretty much what happens every year at Halloween. And most people that live there a long time hate it. You know, it's, it's just obnoxious, it's crowded, people are peeking on everybody, not in a fun way. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and so we're like, screw that, you know, let's get everybody who's into metal and horror, put them over here away from that mess and then give them a weekend that's strictly theirs. And, uh, you know, that's just how Phil has always been. That's how I feel about, you know, uh, you know the people that are into horror and metal. And uh, we're just going to have a blast doing it, man. Wow. Well, thank you so much, man, for uh, putting this out there and really, you know, taking a chance with this because, of course, you know, there, there's a lot of risk to, uh, you know, going out on a venture like this. You never oh, know. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of film festivals out there and a lot of things going on around Halloween. And, man, you you and Phil have managed to turn this into a powerhouse, a powerhouse that uh-huh. just keeps gathering momentum here. It's so exciting, <laughs> man. So thank you for doing this. 
Oh, well, thanks for the kind words, man. And it's, this has been a blast putting this together and I'm ready for it to be here because I want to, you know, I want to sit there and watch these bands. I mean, I get to see all the movies. Hmm. And so I'm hoping, you know, I finally get to see Pig Destroyer live. I finally get to see Suffocation live, you know, things like that. So I'm real stoked about all that too. And, and really just hoping that we, uh, bring a little happiness to some horror and metal fans out there, man. That's, uh, that's really all we're trying to do. And just uh, hopefully we'll do a good enough job and uh, enough people will come out that you know, we'll be uh, financially solvent and we'll be able to do this again next year, man. So. Oh, I certainly hope so. It's uh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I hope you're not too busy. I was going to say that. I hope you're not too busy during this whole weekend where you're just running around and you don't actually get to enjoy some of the bands and some of the No, I, I will be. <laughs> I'll be way too busy, man. <laughs> I'll be putting out fires and doing interviews and yeah. greeting lots of people, which I love all that stuff too, man. So, uh, you know, luckily we're going to have some professional videographers out there that are going to record everything. And, you know, hopefully it, uh, it all comes together well. Maybe we can put it out on DVD next year. Uh, you know, we'll just see how, how that turns out. But, yeah. uh, in one way or another, with all the modern technology, I'd be able to experience it in some way, shape, or form. So cool, cool. Well, this Absolutely. is this is certainly a festival being put on by fans because they know what fans of both horror and metal want here. And Corey, you're obviously that. And uh, Philip, you know, of course, everybody uh, knows uh, so much about his passion for for both of these things. So, man, this is going to be something that you got to uh, definitely check out now. The website is housecorehorrorfilmfestival.com, and you can find out uh, all about this and more. Uh, there's there's quite a bit up there. Um, but as far as people getting badges, um, can they do that right on the website? Absolutely, yeah. If you go to the website, you'll see a little drop-down tab that says Attend HHFF, which is Housecore Horror Film Festival. And uh, you know, it'll be on the top or it'll be on the side, and you'll see the Eventbrite logo. And at this point, we've, uh, we've already sold out of our VIP badges. Uh, and then the next level that we have are the combo badges, which will be film and music. Uh, that'll give you the second priority after VIP badges to get into everything. And then if you only want to do films or you only want to do music, we're also selling wristbands for film only and music only. And you can buy those also. That will put you at the third tier behind VIP and combo badges. So, Obviously, you know, we recommend combo badges the way to go, get you into the most events. And, uh, you know, the cool thing, at least with the media, especially with the music and the films, you know, because we are screening at various, we're screening at four different locations, but the, we, we will be screening at Emo's also, including having concerts there. And that holds 1,600 people for, for music and probably about half of that capacity for film. So there could be at least 800 people in there at the uh, Emo screening. So, you know, there's always going to be something available and you should be able to get into something. And you may, if you get, you know, if you come on later, you may not necessarily get the, you know, the one film that you wanted, but there's going to be about four other choices that you can make at the same time frame. So, uh, really should be, uh, you know, we're really trying to, you know, we're not going to oversell. We're going to just make sure we're right close to capacity. And then, and then even then when there might even be individual tickets at the last second too, you know, mm-hmm. depending on the, the uh, capacity issues of the club. So, so, uh, yes, that's where you can uh, buy your badges and wristbands. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. And uh, I've, been, I've been checking out the pricing on this, and for your bang for your buck on this is amazing. Um, because, you know, we I, everything we've talked about right now makes makes it all worthwhile. If you go check out just the, the different uh, uh, tiers of uh, things that, uh, Corey, you were talking about. 
man, this is literally a steal for for all of these bands and all of these films, all of these names, all these people coming together. Not to mention you're hanging out with a bunch of people with the same passion that you have. You know, Corey, you've been to a lot of conventions. I've been to a lot of conventions. And part of the thing, and you, you brought this up before, is just the camaraderie. You know, hanging out with a group of people that share this passion. You're going to meet people. You're going to be able to hang out and have a beer or two with some really, really great people. And, and make some friends, man, that uh, really love the same kind of thing that you do. Which is, you know, that's really why I go to festivals. You know, it, it just happens oh, yeah. to be, you know, you see some really, really cool stuff. But that, that's really it. You know, I, I just like hanging out with people that like the same stuff I do and are absolutely. as sick as me. <laughs> yeah, <You know>? absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, you're right. And uh, you know, price wise, uh, you know, it, that's always the hardest thing to figure out because you want everybody that you, that, that you know, you want as many people to go to this thing as you can. And then, of course, you know, there are costs involved in bringing in bands and bringing in talents and everything. Uh, but, you know, when we, you know, I even break it down on the website. When you're just talking, like, film festival badge prices, you know, Sundance can cost you 2500 bucks. South by Southwest can cost you almost 1000 bucks. Fantastic Fest can cost you, for a VIP badge, almost like four or 500 bucks. And we're doing this under 200 bucks, you mm. know, and that's... Uh, you know, when you go to any of those other festivals, you know, not counting South or Southwest, you know, you're not getting 34 metal bands that are of national, international fame quality that we have here. Yeah. And then, um, you know, so uh, I hope people see that. They realize that it is a, like I said, it is a steal, especially when you compare it to other film festivals. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, hopefully uh, people will appreciate it and uh, will realize that they'll be more than getting their money's worth when they come out of this thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, once again, the website is housecorehorrorfilmfestival.com. I'll have all kinds of links up on the show notes of the website, so you'll be able to find this, and uh, you can uh, actually find out more on Facebook and um, some other places. Um, So... Yeah, Corey, man, thank you so much for talking with me today. You've got me even more excited than I already was about this thing, which I didn't think was possible, but you did. And um, I'm really hoping that I can uh, I can make it down there in October, man. Like I said, uh, I'm in negotiations with my wife about uh, getting down there. uh, So here she's a tough tough negotiator, man. So good luck to you. Yeah, yeah, well, you got that (laughs) right. I do hope you can make it down. I look forward to meeting you out here if you can make it out too. So that'd be fantastic. uh, And thank you, Corey. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time and asking great questions and uh, helping us spread the word too, man. Anytime, anytime. So thanks, Corey. Let's do this again. Sounds good, Corey. Have a good one, bud. You too.